Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios in Atlanta, it's time for Silver Lining in the Cloud, brought to you by Computer Design and Integration. Good morning, Atlanta, and welcome to Silver Lining in the Cloud, where we talk with business leaders from Atlanta and the surrounding communities. Silver Lining in the Cloud is sponsored by CDI Managed Services, where we provide outsourced IT consulting and integrated solutions. I'm your host, Nicole Toptosh, along with my co-host, Dominic Rainey. Good morning, Dom. Hey, Nicole. Good morning. It's all good on my end. Uh, We got a couple of doctors in the house, it looks like. Yes, we do. With us today is uh, Dr. Jennifer Rook, Assistant Professor at Morehouse School of Medicine. Also joining us today is Dr. Benson Karanja, President of Beulah Heights University. Welcome, doctors, and thank you both for taking time out of your business and your busy schedules to be with us this morning. Thank you. Thank Thank you, you, Nicole. Dr. Rook, get us started and tell us about what you do. I am an assistant professor in the the, uh, the Department of Community Health and Preventive Medicine. And my medical specialty is actually preventive medicine. Mm-hmm. That's sort of my passion now. We've recently, in, the, in our department, we've recently started the Optimal Health and Wellness Clinic. At the Optimal Health and Wellness Clinic, we help patients to make lifestyle changes. It's primarily a lifestyle medicine clinic. Mm-hmm. And the areas we focus on are nutrition. And again, we promote mostly plant-based nutrition, mm-hmm. stress management, physical activity, and, uh, and sleep. Those are the, um, the the main components of a, of a healthy of a healthy lifestyle. We um, we we show our patients that it's uh, it's a lot easier and less expensive to eat mm-hmm. a plant based diet. It and sure then is. Mm-hmm. and again, that's right. You are you you can testify about that. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. So plant based diet. There's so much talk in the news and in the media today about it. <coughs> Many people wonder, well, what is it? Can you talk more about that and the benefits? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, sometimes we think that uh, you'll see uh, an ad for this one, this one medication or this one, uh, this one therapy will cure everything. That is actually not cure everything, but it actually addresses many, many health problems. Mm-hmm. So a plant-based diet means uh, primarily eating vegetables, fruits, mushrooms, uh, grains, um, nuts and seeds, basically. Mm-hmm. But in that category, in those uh, areas, there is so much that you can eat. And it's so exciting and creative to find ways to do that. Now, people on plant-based diets see amazing improve, health improvements. We start with cardiovascular disease, mm-hmm. um, diabetes. We actually, there's a uh, their, their doctors, Dr. Esselstyn, Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn, who um, everybody's seen the famous pictures of unclogged arteries. Mm-hmm. Being on a plant-based diet for as little as six weeks mm-hmm. can unclog your arteries. Atherosclerosis, which is another word for clogged, you know, which is the sort of more medical term for clogged arteries. Atherosclerosis is the underlying cause of many health problems, mm-hmm. starting with heart attacks. If, uh, if, you, if the artery is going to your heart, is, uh, is blocked or clogged, you can have a heart attack. If the artery is going to your brain, is blocked or clogged, you can have a stroke. Mm-hmm. You can have vascular dementia. If the, if, um, <clears throat> so those, and uh, have, after a heart attack, you can have heart failure, you can have a series of other health problems. But those are the big major ones. Uh, minor things such as uh, acne is related to clogged arteries. Um, Erectile dysfunction mm-hmm. is is a, is a is a problem with blood flow. Mm-hmm. So any any disease that's related to blood flow is improves when you uh, when you eat a plant based diet because your arteries become unclogged. Gotcha. Now, what about um, cholesterol? How does cholesterol cause disease? That's a great question because we're all checking our cholesterol levels. But if you ask a group of people, so what is cholesterol and how does it cause disease? Even a group of doctors, if you ask them, um, so everybody knows what cholesterol is, but how does it cause disease? It's uh, it's not clear to um, many many people who are who are monitoring their <laughs> cholesterol levels. So. Col- <clears throat> 
So cholesterol is an extremely important substance in your body. Your body needs cholesterol. Every single artery in your, every single, um, every single cell in your body has cholesterol in the cell wall. Cholesterol is very important to good health. But the problem is not cholesterol because your body makes all the cholesterol it needs. The problem is actually oxidation of cholesterol. When mm-hmm. cholesterol becomes oxidized, mm-hmm. that is what causes the, the, it causes inflammation in your arteries because your cholesterol is a, is a, a sort of a waxy substance. When the, when the structure, when the structure changes and becomes oxidized, it, it you know, it, it's recognized by your cells as being different. And your body then tries, your immune system tries to get rid of it. And that starts inflammation in the artery walls. That is, in that inflammation actually eventually looks like a, an abscess on the artery walls. So we talk mm-hmm. about atherosclerosis and plaque. It's really not just like a plaque. We're thinking of plaque on your teeth. It's more like an abscess mm-hmm. on your artery walls. Is that kind of like gout or something like that? Well, no, gout is, gout is slightly, well, gout is different. I'll tell mm-hmm. you about gout and Okay. No, gout is uric acid crystals. Okay. So uric acid crystals are in, in your joints cause gout because your body responds to any type of crystalline substance by trying to get rid of it. When your body is trying to get rid of something, that is what inflammation is. So when your body is trying to get rid of uric acid crystals, for instance, or cholesterol crystals, and I want people to Google this, cholesterol, oxidized cholesterol, not your cholesterol, mm-hmm. oxidized cholesterol in... Oxidized cholesterol in foods are absorbed and your LDLs, which is, LDL is a carrier protein, Mm -hmm. pick them up and carry them around. So oxidized cholesterol actually forms crystals. And I Google this because this is is sort of a a relatively new concept, even Mm -hmm. for for medical people, Mm -hmm. that uh, the, the crystallization of cholesterol, your body actually tries to get rid of that because your body recognizes any type of crystalline structure, whether it's asbestos, whether it's uric acid crystals, whether it's silica, it, 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 it recognizes these things as toxic, which they are because they're harmful to the cell. And your body tries to get rid of it. When your body tries to get rid of anything, whether it's bacteria, then you get a cold and inflammation. Anything your body's trying to get rid of is actually it forms inflammation and it, because it draws white blood cells and your white blood cells make antibodies and that causes inflammation. So that's what, that is the, the, the underlying cause of atherosclerosis and inflammation in your artery walls. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's the, it's not so much the cholesterol where count, but so a high cholesterol level is an indicator that you probably also have, um, atherosclerosis and a high and high, you know, levels of oxidized, oxidized cholesterol, but it's really the oxidation of the cholesterol that creates a problem. And an example of that is like breast milk for babies. Breast milk is one of the highest, uh, <clears throat> has one of the highest contents of cholesterol, but it doesn't cause atherosclerosis in babies. Mm-hmm. But when it's oxidized, you can get, that's when it creates, it creates problems. For instance, so, I mean, people, which is, it's better to it's better to pump breast milk and give your baby that. But the exposure to air oxidizes cholesterol, and oxidized cholesterol is a really interesting um, is a, is a new is a, it's a new sort of it's a new concept for many mm-hmm. people to understand. I mean, the literature about oxidized cholesterol extends back to the early 80s. I mean, people have known about this, but they've not really been focused on it because our focus has been on cholesterol. Mm. But now we understand that it's really not cholesterol. Mm-hmm. It's the oxidation of the cholesterol that actually creates a problem. And you eat oxygen, you, can, you, you eat it. So for instance, that we're told to eat skim milk, you know, skim, powdered skim milk. When you process milk, or process any type of food with co- that contains cholesterol, mm-hmm. you oxidize the cholesterol in there. So for instance, uh, an egg, an, a raw egg has very little oxidized cholesterol. You shouldn't eat a raw egg. Okay? <laughs> don't, eat raw eggs. don't worry but, about that. <laughs> <laughs> raw eggs have salmon oil, but a raw egg has, uh, has very little oxidized cholesterol. When you scramble it, it, it oxidizes the cholesterol. Any type of exposure to air Expo, you know, oxidizes cholesterol. So a raw egg is uh, has very little, whereas uh, a scrambled egg or a fried egg has high, higher levels of oxidized cholesterol. So, um, so, so, and also, uh, I was making the point about skim milk. So, milk straight from a cow 
has very little oxidized cholesterol. The skim milk that you're told to drink because it's 2% and is low fat, that actually has much, much more oxidized cholesterol wow. than raw milk. Now, do not drink more milk from a cow because mm-hmm. there's listeria and all the other um, you know, bacteria in <laughs> no, raw but milk. but I'm off skim milk, I can tell you that. Yeah, really. No, but the, the powdered skim milk, the processing of skimming the milk and processing actually oxidizes the cholesterol. So you see so many people say, well, I only drink skim milk. I only, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm only eating fish instead of you know, beef. I'm de- and I still had a heart attack. Well, mm-hmm. how is that? Mm-hmm. And because we all know people like that, they're yeah. slim and they're running mm-hmm. and they're getting a heart attack. So how is it? Because how we, how, you know, what we understand about what causes atherosclerosis is changing mm-hmm. and we understanding it better now. Mm-hmm. How does it differ, let's say from plant-based milks? I mean, because Oh, plant-based milks have no cholesterol. So, oh, I mean, so there's, there's no, no cholesterol at all. Okay. Yeah, no, nut milks, they have no... Um, there's ah. actually, uh, um, I think the dairy industry wants you not to call it milk even mm-hmm. because they're not they're not dairy. Mm-hmm. So anything with cholesterol. So plant milks have no cholesterol, okay. well, none whatsoever. Yeah, none whatsoever. Okay. I mean, soy, soy, pro- soy products, soy milk has in the silk, all these, and they're really making them taste so good now. So you you drink uh, mm. silk and you think you're, you know, it's, you don't miss you don't miss milk when you're drinking silk, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's changed a lot. I yeah. Mean, it's a whole so initially, initially when you when we a few years ago when I started doing this, soy milk was not a very tasty substance, right? But now it's delicious. And then there's almond milk, cashew milk. Oh, my favorite is cashew milk. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, there's the um, <laughs> there's the cashew milk ice creams now. Oh my goodness, that is so good. So there's, how do they get that flavor in there? Is it plant flavor or is it's it not, it's just, No, it's just uh, well. Okay, so it's, <laughs> so how do you get caramel? You know, soy milk. So it's basically um, so hello, you, can, now you, you know, I mean. It's a logical question, right? No, no, no. That's a great question. No, no, no. But um, basically, the problem is oxidation of cholesterol. That's what causes... What's so, oxidation? Is okay, so when you cut an... Uh, that's a great question. So when you... um, it's a, a bell, Breathing air is oxidation? So when you cut an apple, uh-huh. what happens to it? Yeah, it starts... It turns brown, turning, and that is uh-huh. that is oxidation of the carbon. Mm. That's so oxidation the of the sugar. It? Air hitting it. So when you... when you um, If you leave a piece of meat on a, on a countertop, mm. what happens to it? No. Turns boiling, brown, right? Yeah, but but that's well. No, the brown the browning is actually the oxidation of the protein. Uh, but mm-hmm. you don't really see the oxidation of cholesterol because it's a molecule. Right. But the in the, but that's what but oxidation is really just adding oxygen. Mm-hmm. So rust, mm-hmm. for instance, is oxidation mm-hmm. of you know of, gotcha. of iron. Okay. So any type of of change of and with with cholesterol though you get several oxidation products. So it's not just one one substance. That's why you talk about cholesterol oxidation products. Mm-hmm. And the research, there are like 6,000 papers now, which show that uh, the cholesterol oxidation products damage our arteries. And there's mm-hmm. uh, Ilona Strapanz's studies, so, which show that your LDLs pick up the oxidized cholesterol, and that is what causes a lot of the damage. So it circulates in your bloodstream. Mm. And so it's really not your LDLs that cause a problem. It's oxidized LDLs that your body tries to get rid of. Mm-hmm. And that do then... Do some more research on that. There's a lot of interest. And then, well, I mean, there's, there's like 6,000 articles at least on oxidized cholesterol and cholesterol oxidation in food. But that is not where we're focusing. You know, mm-hmm. that's not what you're testing for. That's not. But that has to be in time. That's mm-hmm. what it has to be. Oh, no, I was going to um, actually ask that when a person is making that transition to a plant-based diet and, you know, they're eating the fruits and the vegetables and things that are good for the body, are there any additional supplements or vitamins that are needed to make sure that you getting everything that you really need? So I am not a big promoter of supplements. The only supplement mm-hmm. that I strongly insist that everyone takes is B12. B12. B12 is not actually, B12 comes from the soil. Mm-hmm. And from the soil. In, from the soil. And in ancient times when, when people uh, sort of dug in the soil and we didn't wash our hands, we would get beets, you would get soil under, it comes, it's really made by soil bacteria. Mm-hmm. Now, animal, cows, chickens, they pick in the chickens pick in the soil and they get B12 that way. Cows, when they pull up grass, they pull up the roots of the grass and they get the soil bacteria 
And that then makes B12 in their stomachs and the B12 is absorbed by their tissues and B12 is in the tissue of cows. But modern agriculture, most, most cows are not pulling up grass, right? Yeah. And chickens are not... <laughs> and chickens are not digging not in the, the soil, yeah, right? Yeah. So, so B twelve is actually fed to mod, to, to cattle that are uh, that are grown that are raised in the CAFOs, where they're mm-hmm. not where they're being fed green. Mm-hmm. So they're not actually um, making the B twelve inside. They're being mm-hmm. fed B twelve supplements. So if you're concerned about getting enough B12, you might as well just take the supplements minus the cow because right. they're getting the supplements to, to, make, to make B12 for themselves because they're no longer. Now, that, this one of the benefits of grass-fed beef is that they're getting the grass and they're pulling. But there are other problems with the grass-fed beef, such as the cholesterol mm-hmm. and other, you know, the oxidized cholesterol in the, when you cook the meat. So, um, but so B12, mm-hmm. the Institute of, well, just the, um, the Academy of Medicine now re- recommended that Everybody over the age of 50 mm-hmm. should take a B12 supplement, okay. whether you're eating meat or not. You gotcha. should take a B12 supplement because um, if, you, if, you're, if you're a diabetic and you're taking metformin, metformin blocks B12 absorption mm. and you must take B12. After three years, you start to have B12. You may have a B12 deficiency with mm-hmm. metformin. And so B12 is a supplement that everybody should take, whether you're eating meat or not. But if you're, mm. eating, if you're eating a plant-based diet, you most definitely should take B12. B- you must B12 take B12 supplement. because you're not getting it from many sources mm-hmm. and you're not playing in the dirt and you're not using night soil, which is... Um, do you know what night soil was? Basic. Also, oh, your, your 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 colon makes a lot of B12, but it passes out, so you're not really absorbing it. Mm-hmm. Okay, you you the, the 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 bacteria in your colon makes B12, but it passes out. And in ancient times, when we used that to fertilize our crops, then we would get it under our nails, and then we would get we would get B12 because you only need very very small amounts. What would but be where your hands, dosage? Where hands are, are we, now we wash and you know we are very sanit you know sanitary, so we don't actually get B12 from the soil, obviously. So a recommended dose is uh, is actually you only need about two to three micrograms a day, but it doesn't come that small. Okay. So 500 micrograms a day, I would or or 500 milligram micrograms or. A thousand micrograms of methylcobalamin is what I recommend for my patients. Okay. So I recommend that everybody takes between 500 micrograms to a thousand micrograms a day. Now, if you're if you're really worried, you can take but you can take 5,000 you know, micrograms, but it's not really necessary. You're just making expensive urine. Mm-hmm. But and also, <laughs> if, you're, if, you're, if you if you tell a guy 200, they're going to think 400 is a lot better. You yeah, know? but and but it doesn't. Yeah, eight hundred is even great. But if you did you know? that, it wouldn't make a difference because it just goes in your urine anyway, and your body takes what it needs and it recycles it. So everybody who's eating, a, you know, a, a regular diet probably has about two years of B twelve uh, stored. Mm-hmm. If you've not got, if you've not got some sort of digestive uh, problem, you know, mm. that's that's blocking. But antacids block B twelve absorption. Oh wow. So and antacids are probably one of the most commonly um, used medications in mm-hmm. the United States because everybody's mm-hmm. got GERD and indigestion. Mm-hmm. So if you're using antacids, you're probably not getting enough B twelve and you probably don't have two years of B twelve stored. Okay. Wow. We're on a roll. We're on a roll here. Plant based diets. You've been listening to Dr. Jennifer Rook, she is uh, Medical Director, Optimal Health and Wellness Clinic at Morehouse Healthcare and Morehouse School of Medicine. A wealth of information. Uh, this, is, this is good stuff. It's almost hard to, uh, I wouldn't want to use the pun, digest. But <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure it all out. And, uh, you know, the, everyone's interested in reducing the, the, the element of, of cancer in their lives. I mean, uh, is there a point where it's, you know, you can still turn it around and, and, you know, recover? And how long does it take to cleanse your system, so to speak? Okay, so cancer is, a, is an interesting um, disease because the, with cancer, there's a genetic mutation in your cell that causes excessive growth of that cell. So every single one of us has cancer cells because all of our cells are being bombarded every day with all sorts of things, people smoking next to you or whatever. There's there, There's... We all have cancer cells and our immune system is designed to clear cancer cells away. So that's what we we have these uh, cells called natural killer cells Mm -hmm. that actually zap cancer cells. So our immune system gobbles them up or zaps them or gets rid of them. 
you have these little cancer seeds in your body. What causes those seeds to grow into a tumor that kills you is really what you're eating. So there's three stages of cancer development. There, there are more, but the three basic stages are one, cancer initiation, when those cells change, when they get the genetic mutation. The other is actually cancer promotion. That can take 30 years or so, right? And then you have cancer spreading and then it growing and, and you know, metastasis and killing you. So that promotion phase is when your, in your diet makes a huge imp you know, impact. And so if you're, there's a, there's a, there's a protein, there's a um, compound called insulin-like growth factor, which promotes cancer cell growth. And your animal protein stimulates your liver to promote, to produce that. And that actually makes cancer cells grow bigger, you know, cancer cells, and it promotes cancer cell growth. Oh. There's, um, so, so animal protein does. So during that, that in that promotion phase, at any time, if you were to, because we all hear these stories of somebody who had cancer and then they changed their eating habits and then the cancer cells sort of died and regressed because in that, in that, in that period of promotion, you can change the environment in your body that then, that then stops cancer cell growth. Mm -hmm. Now, all fruits and all vegetables have substances that block the growth of cancer cells. Strawberries, for instance, there's a famous TED Talk about the strawberries. Yeah, and I love heard, TED Talk. Yeah. yeah, so there's a famous TED Talk about, um, Dr. Lee talks about strawberries, that there's a, there's a compound in strawberries that actually blocks angiogenesis. So angiogenesis is a tumor, a tumor needs a blood supply to grow. Mm -hmm. And strawberries have a compound that actually blocks the growth of tumor cell, of, of the, 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 the blood vessels that feed tumor cells. So if you blood, the, the tumor cells are not being fed, they're not going to grow. And, and so the tumor is not going to, they're not going to, it's not going to get the blood supply to grow. And there's lots of, lots of really interesting information about different types, different substances in fruits and fruits and vegetables from primarily and Mushrooms actually, mushrooms, shiitake mushrooms, stimulate can actually cause cancer cell death. So they have a substance in, in shiitake mushrooms. So there's lots of research about that. But what, oh. if you if you add a primarily whole food plant based diet, you will you will be getting all those substances naturally. And uh, I think uh, on that, if you there's a really great website that I recommend to everybody is called nutritionfacts.org. Dr. Greger talks about, um, about the studies that were done with testing the blood of people from, on plant-based diets compared to the blood on people who, from blood who eat meat. So if you put cancer cells in a Petri dish with the blood of people who are on a plant-based diet, they, it kills the cancer cells because there's so many cancer fighters in, the, in, the, in those cells. Whereas if you put uh, cancer cells in a Petri dish with the blood of people who are on a, uh, who are eating you know, the red standard American diet, some cancer cells will die because, you know, we're, we're not, we're all alive. But, the, but no, nothing compared to the blood of people who are on plant-based diets. So it's, so because basically you have fewer cancer promoters and you have cancer, more cancer fighters. Okay. Right. Yeah. Well, Strawberries and mushrooms just became my new favorite food. <laughs> well, I'm doing great. Pizza with mushrooms. I always do that. You know? So more of that, right? <laughs> uh, she's smiling. Well, I she's think not that she, liking I think what that I... She, well, not that I don't like... I, I, no, get, the I, I, get her a glass of water, please. No, she's no, going to no. choke. No, 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 no. So, so Doctor, you can have delicious pizza that's not got any... Um, it's not got cheese now. And there's del a really good pizza that's not got cheese or with cheese with the oxidized cholesterol or with anything that's going to, you well, know, disturb you, you know, your, I, your, your digestion or your, you know, your health. So there are lots of great options. Uh, Dr. Rook, you're sitting right next to another doctor who's a world traveler, and it's going to be interesting to hear his thoughts on all this too, because uh, I mean, go ahead and kick in a thought or two. You know, it's uh, you travel the world. You yeah. see, uh, you know, there's societies that don't have these problems, and that is true. I I think I I've learned a lot as I was listening for the last thirty minutes, yeah. and um, and, and I would like to hear your thought because I I was born in Kenya. I remember when I was growing up, the kid just crawl on the dirt and they just you eat, eat dirt. You eat the dirt. When eat the kid. dirt, and they're healthy. Yeah, they're <laughs> healthy. You don't you don't get all these things if you nowadays. 
people are becoming middle class and the civilization is coming. But if you travel travel to the mainland, especially in the land of the Maasai people, mm-hmm. where the cows grow and eat the grass and the chickens scratch and eat the worms and all that, you don't have all these problems such as diabetics and other things that we see. And the kids are not bombarded the way we just cover them, the towels and sweater. They just, they, their immune system mm. is very strong. Can, yeah. can you comment on that? Oh, yeah, well, the immune system, um, our immune systems respond to stress and to cortisol. Cortisol depresses your immune system. So uh, people in stressful environments have a weaker immune system and that then leads to the, uh, the decreased ability to fight off cancer cells, right? But in, in, um, there's a famous study that, uh, and it, that was done in Nigeria, sorry, in Uganda in the 1950s among, um, among the, p- the people in Uganda who ate uh, tradi- their traditional plant-based diet and among people who, uh, who the Asians in the in the society who at who are wealthier, and then they add more meat and more um, eggs and that sort of thing, and so they found that among the, the the traditional Ugandans, there was almost no heart attacks or strokes. I mean, none. They did autopsies to see the mm. um, the arteries. No, uh, no, no clogging of the arteries, no atherosclerosis, because it's not that they, they were vegetarians. They would eat meat, but not, not very often, right. right? They would have, like when they had a celebration, they would kill a cow, and then the whole village had to eat from that same cow, or they would kill a chicken once, a, once every, you know, once, <laughs> once, a, you know, once a week, and then that had to feed 10 people. So it's not like they were eating a bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken every night. <laughs> so, but again, because they, they would never consider themselves to be vegetarians or vegans, but they were, they had very little of those foods that were, were actually what we consider now to be harmful. So in, 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 the, in that uh, population, in the study population, the, there was no, heart attacks and strokes were non-existent. Whereas among the Asians who are eating more, again, more a wealthier diet, that's where all of the, the heart attacks and strokes were. 40% of the deaths in that group were from heart attacks and strokes. Whereas among the native Africans, not one, not one, not one. So, yeah. 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 Okay. Yes, it is. It really is. I mean, you know, there's countries like France and they have, uh, you know, eat all the that is actually not quite true. So we, 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 like, to co- we like to compare France with America. And what we're comparing are the death rates. France has a universal healthcare system, right? It's, it's a government-run system so that people, 45,000 people in this country die because they don't have healthcare. France does not have that. Uh-huh. So they, it's, you're looking at a completely different system okay. of okay. care. And then with. you're comparing, you're looking, oh, well, they're eating all that hollandaise sauce and butter and cheese. <laughs> so, but you see, they have a good healthcare system. So when they get the heart attack from the butter and cheese, they can go to the, the doctor and then they won't die. Right? So, so if you... Doctor, but, you know, one of the big, one of the places that I normally go there almost every year or twice a year is France. And for breakfast in France, they bring you a basket of bread. Mm-hmm. And that's what they eat. And even for lunch or dinner, yeah. there's a lot of bread in it. And in U.S., we are told no bread. Still, we get uh, all these challenges. So, well, French I, I think, bread uh-huh. is not French bread is basically flour, water, yeast, and salt. That is what French bread is. So there's not, but American bread tends to have uh, milk and eggs and all that other stuff in it. Whereas French bread, uh, you know, French bread is nice and crisp, and right, it's uh, right, it's got right. no, it's basically water and flour. And so lots of French bread is actually good because you're eating grains, you're eating whole grains, basically. Yeah, I agree. So. Yeah. Okay. That's very and the problem is not carbs. For for many for for centuries, actually, we thought that carbs cause diabetes, but that is not true. Yeah. When you have diabetes, your liver is making too much glucose. Your liver is making too much glucose, not because you're eating carbs, it's because you're eating too much fat and protein that stimulates glucagon to make you and and that blocks insulin. So these are all. This is all new. These are new concepts. So even in diabetes education class, everybody's like counting carbs, counting carbs, counting carbs. Counting carbs is not actually reverse diabetes. 
anybody, right? So, so changing your eating habits and eliminating all the excess fat and pro, fat and protein. And now the new American Diabetes Association guidelines have said this. They're saying that it's not just carbs. You also have to, to limit fat and protein. So, I, I mean, you, you're spinning my head. I, I'm, I'm like, I, I don't know. can you get me five more years? You know, that's that's kind of like, you know, the guy, can I, should I start just, you know, drink, eat, smoking cigars and drinking no, no, no. wine Speaks. and all that? And, Nicole, and just, you know, Nicole, so I lose two years. No, but talk I mean, to yeah. Nicole about how she eats. And Nicole it, it, is Nicole's a on the plant. She looks great. Yeah. And Nicole has done remarkably well. 72 pounds now. Or 80. More. Eight, oh, wow. So Nicole, hey. Nicole is my hero. Oh, <laughs> right? Mine too. Yeah. 80 pounds on a plant-based diet. Yeah, so you yeah. have an excellent example yeah, here yeah. of what can be done. Yeah, so. and she has a glow now <clears throat> that just won't quit. <laughs> I mean, it's almost obnoxious. <laughs> and also, I think that the, 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 um, there's research which shows that being on a plant-based diet helps your mood. Yes, oh, it, it improves your mood. It makes you feel yeah. better. Everything. Yeah. With the <laughs> I feel yeah. better just listening. <laughs> to Dr. Karanja was fighting the traffic this morning. He was kicking the side walls and everything when he walked in the door, and now he's glowing. Yeah. 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 All right, Dr. Rook, uh, tell our listeners how they can reach out to you to get more information about your wellness clinic and, uh, you know, just whatever, you know. They can learn from you. Yeah. So our clinic, the number is 404-756-1400. Mm-hmm. It's Morehouse Healthcare. It's the Optimal Health and Wellness Clinic at Morehouse Healthcare. But that is the number for Morehouse Healthcare. So it's 404-756-1400 um, for Morehouse Healthcare. The clinic is located on 1800 Howell Mill Road in Atlanta in the Piedmont West building. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Rook. We appreciate you and all that you do for the community. And I'll see you at class tonight. Okay, great. Looking forward to that. You've been listening to Silver Lining in the Cloud, sponsored by Computer Design and Integration and CDI Managed Services. Next up is Dr. Benson Karanja, president of Beulah Heights University. Dr. Karanja, tell us what's new. What's going on? Yeah, I think I was here. Thank you so much, Nicole and uh, Randy. But I just, I'm, I'm thrilled this year because we are planning for 100 years anniversary. 100 years on the same spot, 100 years on the same corner, 100 years on the same, uh, the same address on Burn Street. So on July 28th, Next year, 2018, mm-hmm. we will be celebrating a hundred years anniversary of that institution and the great things that they have done or we have done. The new thing since I was here about two or three years ago is that we have started a PhD program. Okay. And the wow. PhD program right now is touching, uh, is trying to reach the pastors who want to be good leaders and also people who do, it's a new track. For people who are doing BBA, uh, those who are doing MBA, and those that want to do a PhD. You know, before when we were here, we were the, the highest degree we, we, we had at that time was deeming, which was more a practical uh, degree. But a PhD is more a research degree. Therefore, for people who want to go into the teaching field or research uh, field, that's what we, we, we have started. So that's a new thing for us, and we're excited on that. Uh, another thing that uh, probably will be announcing pretty soon is we're trying to have young people who want to take a four-year degree in BBA, that is, uh, uh, that is in biz- business administration. Once they do that, we will offer them, if they graduate with a 3.0 all above for four years, in four years, we will offer them MBA for free. So what we're trying to do is to see, or we're going to experiment to see how we can retain uh, the students that they come in, the freshmen, by offering them an incentive. If they finish, they're going to have an MBA for free. That's uh, exciting, yeah, Dr. Karanja. Right. Is Beulah Heights a private school? It is a private school, okay. uh, just the Wasn't same sure. as Morehouse. Uh-huh. Uh, we are a private school, uh, uh-huh. nationally accredited. 
mm-hmm. recognized by CHIA and the uh, Department of Education. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yes, it's a private awesome. school. Originally started as a small Bible college mm-hmm. with a theme of training leaders for uh, to go to uh, reach out or training global leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we expanded that about 15 years ago where we have now a platform for people who want to go into the business, uh, but adding the Christian values mm-hmm. in it. So that's who we are. And we, yes, we are private. Right. Yeah. Congrats on your upcoming 100-year anniversary. It that's doesn't exciting. look that old. <laughs> <laughs> You're I'm doing eating, well. I'm eating You're well. You're doing well. I'm eating well, according to... <laughs> <laughs> to talk to you. So we, we, we're eating well. You certainly um, you. spent many much time at, at Beulah Heights and um, and you're a part of that history. Can you go back a little bit and tell us more about your background and your history and how you got started with Beulah Heights? It's a very interesting story. Um, I came to Beulah Heights about 30 years ago. I had come to United States a year before that, for a conference. And the conference was uh, sponsored by Campus Crusade. And what they were trying to see is they invited all black people or African indigenous from everywhere in the, in the world, New Zealand, Europe, uh, Australia. He, we all gathered in Atlanta, mm-hmm. about 500 people who had also Christian, not only pastors, but people who had the Christian values. But what they were trying to study was to see if these groups of people can join together, what can they do in the business world? And what we were discovering is that if we were to work together, it would be the 10th wealthiest nation in the world. Mm-hmm. But after that time, to cut my story short, I felt that I wanted to come back to school and I wanted to come to a Bible college. And I went back home and I told my wife and people that I'm going to United States to uh, Bible College. And everybody thought I had lost my mind. You know, I was a successful young business entrepreneur and I didn't need to go to Bible College. But strongly I felt inside that I wanted to come. And I uh, eventually I convinced my wife, three kids, we parked, we came to Villa Heights. I, I, in my mind, I didn't. I had the confidence inside, but in my, I was also melting. I didn't know what I brought these these guys to. We wow. landed here in November where there was a snow, and uh, we, the kids and my wife had never seen the snow. We had one apartment, uh, and this one apartment, not one bedroom apartment, it was just, uh, I don't know how I can describe it, it, it wasn't finished, so... Uh, where my wife and I were sleeping was the same way. It was the living room. The kitchen was the same where my kids were sleeping. So, and the first job I could get was being a janitor. And also I had to work at Crystal's for a few, for a few, a few months. And um, so I started as a janitor at Beulah Heights and continued for two and a half years. And I, Moved from a janitor to a librarian, from librarian to uh, student services, from student services to the executive vice president, and then to president uh, about 14 years, 15 years ago. So it was a journal that journey that is very humbling, and to understand that I did not design that, I did not even know what was uh, what was ahead of me. I was just doing what I'm supposed to do. Uh, but that's, that's, that's my journey. Right. Yeah. And I, I love hearing story. it every time. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Just imagining all that. Yeah. 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 And I tell students when they try to give up and just uh, being stressed and saying, I can't do all this, I'm working this. And, and I told them, especially when I was doing MBA, I was working 16 hours, double shift, to be able to pay. Mm-hmm. and go to class. So I was sleeping very few hours. Mm-hmm. Not, and many people think that I knew or I was aiming to be the president. No, I was not. Because first of all, the bylaws of the university at that time would not have allowed me to mm-hmm. be the president, even if I was qualified. Mm-hmm. Because it was more of a Pentecostal. They say you had to come from the denomination that had 
founded the institution. Oh. And it, it, it's a miracle that they, they had to change the bylaw for me to become the president. I'm a Presbyterian. That was <laughs> stretching it from one angle to the other. Oh. Only God can do that. So it, it's, yeah. and, and you never know your destiny in this world, really. You never know your destiny until you, you step in. But there was always something in me that always felt confident. I never felt angry, even if I'm picking somebody's trash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I'm cleaning the office or cleaning the bathroom, I did it with, with joy and, and not think. I was just doing my job. And uh, mm. just tell the student the same offices I was cleaning and picking up trash. And I sit there leading the institution. So that's uh that's the destiny you can never never plan it yourself yeah i think it's awesome how you know you were able to take advantage of those opportunities when they were afforded to you and now you're paying it forward and giving it back to others especially with this program where Mm -hmm. you know they do very well in their ba program you offer them the free uh was it the MBA, Uh, uh, MBA. That that we had, we are planning, we are thinking of doing. Oh, okay. Yeah, starting this fall. So it's already, it's already in ninety percent, already approved. Mm -hmm. But uh, we we think we can roll it uh, sometime. And the reason why we're doing that is because we're seeing so many students coming in, and I'm sure the uh, the doctor here can testify to that in Morehouse and other schools because Mm -hmm. I'm I'm also a product of. Uh, of um, uh, Atlanta, Cl- Clark Atlanta University. So I know that area. Mm-hmm. So many kids drop up, drop out, I mean, in their second year or third year or junior year. But if there is an incentive to keep yeah. them, to finish this BBA and be able to go and do MBA for free, at their own pace, that's big. That's a big incentive. That's mm-hmm. huge. And, and the other thing we, we are trying to do also, uh, because we are thinking. My my philosophy is to think: How do we continue building the future leaders? And and we know, and every one of us knows that a BBA with without any any other experience, it, it's not as strong as it used to be 10 years ago. So another thing we're trying to do is to ask the student to take another nine months on that after Mm -hmm. they finish their their BBA and to do nine months where they will be certified public accountants. So you have a BBA and CPA. (laughs) So uh, another certification that we want to do so that really... If you have a CPA, you know that you can start your own your own business, or you can get employment anywhere in the country. Mm-hmm. So we're trying that to see how we can retain that because our goal is to train the global leaders, mm-hmm. and you can't be a global leader because I travel a lot. I go mm-hmm. to different countries, and if you want our kids or our students to be competitive out there in the global world. You have to prepare them well. Definitely. We're talking with Dr. Benson Karanja, president of Fila Heights University on Silver Lining in the Cloud, sponsored by CDI Managed Services. Well, Dr. Karanja, this is, uh, I, mean, I just want to hear a little bit about your curriculum because it looks broad-based, and uh, but more importantly, I think uh, you're a progressive thinker. You're doing it right, I believe, because you know people go to college today it's not what it used to be. It changes. Life changes. The world changes. The and in, in, uh, you know the incentive changes as well. And uh, you're setting people up to be leaders is really, I think, remarkable. That's that's what we should be doing. You know, people kids get out of college today and they don't can't even balance a checkbook. I mean, they don't know how to function in the world. <laughs> and when right. you're setting up leaders, that's that. You know, the message begins at the top and it's the right message. Let's program these people and help them see the light, see the way, find a way if they can at that age. If not, they'll you know, they'll look back on it and relate to it. But I I, I applaud you for that. I think that's wonderful. Thank so I'll talk a little bit about the curriculum and uh, how it fits. 
Let me also help there a little bit because most of our students also the average age is 38 and, and 40. So oh, it's not only, but ah. BBA, I was talking BBA because it's more attractive to younger people. But we also have the mature people who come at the age of 38, 40 because they want to enhance their skills or they want to start a new career in what they're doing. What we want to do is to have a curriculum for example, uh, a few years ago, we started some, some classes that come in at 6.30 in the morning mm-hmm. for people who are busy going to work in Atlanta or some other areas. And the class starts at 6.30 in the morning and ends at 8.30. They have knocked one class off. And then they can come in the evening at 6 and take another class. So you can do two, two classes in a single day. Uh, we, we want to make sure that the student also, we, we, we want to make to, to, for those students who are mature students, we want to make sure that they they know that this is their money. It's not their daddy's money. It's not their mama's <laughs> money. It is oh, their money. And, and therefore, so I remind, yeah. I remind our professors to understand that at the beginning of class, the professor is prepared to go and teach. Uh, it's no longer the time when we used to come to class and we'll go through the syllabus for that first the day, then we come the next next week yeah, for yeah. something else, is the students are ready to learn. So we prepare them to understand you're teaching mature and adult student uh, for the for the for the ministry and marketplace. Mm-hmm. And what I say about the ministry and marketplace is because what makes Beulah High different it's, we're not only a seminary teaching preachers, which we have done. We have done so many preachers in this Atlanta. I can yeah. mention, and you'll be surprised, some of uh-huh. the mega, mega pastors in this area. But we have realized that ministry is not only behind the pulpit. The ministry is also for somebody who is a teacher, is a police officer, oh. is a banker. It's somebody that when the community sees them, they're going to see a different, and they're going to see there's something different with this person. At that time, you're preaching. At that time, you're preaching because somebody has seen something different. I remember one of our professors, uh, we sent him to, uh, he went to one of the banks, I'm not going to say which one, and he was supposed to do something. The guy who was helping him said, can I talk to you? And there's something that touched that guy that, it's some something with this. And after that, they talked and he said, you know what? Before I talked to you, I had commit, I had considered committing suicide today. Oh, wow. But you, you have helped me. You preached to me today. So that, that guy stopped going to church many years ago. But the church came to him yeah. at his place of work mm-hmm. on his desk. Yeah. And, and those are the people we are trying to train, people who become the, the preachers mm-hmm. in the marketplace. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think we're missing that, especially in the, in, in the current environment when we are all glued on TV mm-hmm. and we are seeing ang- angry people. Yeah. And we're forgetting there's so many good neighbors. There's so many good people that yeah. we meet out there. Yeah. And how do we interact with those mm-hmm. Uh, with those people. Mm-hmm. Yesterday I told the student, love does not start when you see somebody. Love starts when you decide to cross the road and meet the other person. And the, the, if you read the, the, the man who was beaten by robbers, and we understand in the Bible, the, uh, the preacher passed the, by and the, 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 the other people passed and, and the Samaritan was riding his, his uh, donkey on this side, he had to stop and get out of his donkey and cross the road to see what was going on. And the story goes that after that, they became friends. Even he rented a, a room for him for a few days and said, anything that he's going to spend, when I come back, I'll pay. Until we start crossing the road and meeting other people where they are, the relationship and love cannot flourish. And, and I, I believe that's what Beulah Heights is trying to train people for. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Look look somebody in the eye. Yeah. It, it's this social media is getting crazy, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, I'm sure you're kind of relating a little bit to that in yeah. terms of, you know, 
communications with one another. Absolutely. Uh, emails and texting is uh, it's one way, but it's uh, it's pretty cold. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And yeah. words do matter. Words <laughs> they do matter. Do. They yeah. do. Well, great. This is good stuff. Anything else you'd like to uh, relate to our listeners about uh, Beulah Heights University and um, you know what's going on? What's coming up? Yeah, there's so many things I can so do. Many. I can just say that uh, please check on us. You can call Beulah Heights. Uh, you can go to beulahheights.org or you can uh, call Beulah Heights 404 627-2681, uh, the admissions, the programs that you can try and see how they work. Uh, and every semester, there is always one week where we have, we call it Discovery Day. And that Discovery Day, we allow anybody to come and take classes for free. Mm-hmm. You come and take as many classes for that whole week as for free. Just listen to our professors it's just like you're sizing it, just trying to test and see what you would love. So I would welcome people to do that. Normally we advertise that on our website uh, where you can come and, and see. Also, there is something that I would love also uh, invite our listeners. If you live around Atlanta area, on Tuesdays and Thursdays between 10.30 and 11.30, we we have the chapel. Our chapel is completely different from what you see in a different in, in normal universities and seminaries because we normally have church. Not, not only do we have church, but we have time to talk to the student and also to talk to our guests. And I would also welcome people to do that. We also have evening classes. We also have Saturday classes. Mm. And also right now in the metro Atlanta, we are starting extension because of the traffic in Atlanta now, it's becoming such a tough thing for people to drive on on, 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 on the evening. So we're going to start several extensions as we move forward uh, for the student. We, because yeah. we want to change what we used to be, that the student have to come. We want to take also the university. We want to take the learning. We want to take the college to the community. We want yeah. to reach out to them rather than only coming to us. Yeah. 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 Good for you. Thank Good you. For you. I'll tell you what, that's, uh, you made a believer out of me. It's uh, refreshing to hear. I can understand, really, why the uh, powers to be changed the bylaws so that you could be president. I, <laughs> I could, it's very clear to me. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. You're on a great mission. We've been listening to Dr. Benjamin, Ben Benson. Benson. Not Benjamin, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Ben Benson Karanja. And uh, we, we appreciate your time. Thank you both for being on the show today, Dr. Jennifer Rook and Dr. Benson Karanja. Very engaging, very informative interviews, and we welcome you guys back at any time for more knowledge and information. You've been listening to Silver Lining in the Cloud, where we talk business to business. Thank you again to our guests, Dr. Jennifer Rook, Assistant Professor at Morehouse School of Medicine, and Dr. Benson Karanja, President of Beulah Heights University. We certainly appreciate you guys for what you do for the community, and we thank you again for being on the show. I'm Nicole Tobtosh, along with Dominic Rainey, and on behalf of CDI Managed Services, if you want to listen to this show and other Silver Lining in the Cloud broadcasts, Go to silverlining.businessradiox.com. And until next time, when it comes to IT solutions, CDI Managed Services is your silver lining in the cloud.